What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, developed by Obsidian Entertainment, published by LucasArts. And I was very excited when this was announced. I had a ton of fun playing the first one, so knowing that it was going to be more of the same but a new story really had me intrigued i liked the uh the idea that we were going to be back we were going to have some old faces returning but it was going to be a new story um i went in kind of one waiting for a plot twist and the the twist in this one was okay i remember like not being super woo um excited about it um but I mean, it was, it was decent, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, it, um, you know what, when this, this, so this is back in 2004. Yeah, baby. Man, that was 18 crazy. years ago. That's yeah. Whew. That's crazy. It's a full adult now. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's sad. Don't. Uh, right. Yeah. There you go. Don't. Let that sink in. No, I don't like it. Great. I don't get. I don't like it. I, don't like it. <laughs> I I I don't remember much of a hype around this game. Like again, two thousand four. That was that was a long time ago. Um, but I do remember personally being excited for it because I was such a big fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. I I also remember it not being as great as the first one, but it was good. Yeah. Like, um. I, I totally went into it with the expectation of it being a better version of the first one. You know, like they, they learned from the first one. Here's the second one and uh, all that stuff. So like, I, I just, um, I don't like this was at a time before like pre-orders existed. So you just waited. No, I, don't, I, I think I, I pre-ordered this. I don't think I did. Um, I know I didn't. I definitely know I didn't. Well, maybe I didn't. Yeah. Um, but I like when it came out, I was excited for it. And this was again, I think it originally released just on the PC because that's that's how a lot of games released back then mm-hmm. was just on one system or another. You know, it was very rare for them to kind of cross platform. But uh, yeah, like it. it I just I was ready to jump back in that universe. That was the big part of it. Like I wanted to role play in the Star Wars universe again. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. I, I think it was around this time that we also got a Star Wars Galaxies. Oh God, I haven't thought about that game in ages. I think about that game all the time. Yeah, yeah, because my backpacks got jets. <laughs> I'm Boba, little fat. <laughs> I bounty hunt for Jabba Hut to finance my vet. <laughs> like. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I think about it with that song is because somebody took that song and took Star Wars Galaxies and like made a music video. Okay, and it's it's terribly amazing. <laughs> like it is just awful, but it is awesome. Um, but like I also remember a lot of problems with Galaxies because mm. I tried to play it. Oh yeah. I, because I want to say it did. It, it came out in between the first and the second one. It, yeah, Galaxies came out like in the like middle 2003. Yeah, see. 
And so, like, I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to jump in and have that kind of experience with a different storyline. Yeah. Right? And be able to do more things and, you know, actually be a uh, um, a Jedi or you know, a bounty hunter or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was the cool part about it. But um, it had a free economy system that was cha- that was, like living yeah and so it got broken very very quickly so like i could never get off the starter planet because there's always a quest on the starter planet where you have to buy an item Mm. and to buy that item was like a million credits oh god and you're you're like level three and you have like 15 credits to your name (laughs) yeah And that's where I'm like, this is this is a terrible system that they did. Like, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing that they did to this game. So, like, when they're like, oh, okay, here's, here's you know, Knights of the Old Republic 2. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Because I, I love this world, mm. you know, and I love jumping into it. And I just, I was really excited to role play in it again with these characters. Yeah. So, it, I, I was excited for it. I, I definitely remember that, but yeah, this game was so memorable that I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the first game I could, I could almost like, I, I could draw maps of some of the planets that you visit in the first game yeah. because that game was so great. Right. I, I can't do that in this one. I definitely can't like I'm struggling to remember what the storyline is. Yeah. Like, so I do remember this one being disappointing. And I, I I can see that for, for me, it's like, it it was, it's a case of the sequels. Mm -hmm. You know, there are very few sequels that are better than the originals. You know, you have your obvious, um, you know, good sequels, like, I mean, in talk of movies, we'll talk of aliens or in my opinion, back to the future. Um, but then, you know, you think about video games and sequels not being as good. How about, you know, Halo two, in my opinion, Halo one was better than Halo two. Yeah. Halo two introduced some new stuff, but again, it was the kind of same thing. It was like, not like not as fun and not as memorable for whatever reason and yeah i think that's what happened with this it was like we were excited for it and it came out and it didn't ascend past how good the first one was and while there are some memorable moments for each of us like the overall like i remember overall experience wasn't like the greatest yeah like the first one it's like holy crap crazy space battle crash on planet have to go to the sewers and fight monsters to save the jedi chick go to the jedi find out that you are attuned with the force and then you can become a jedi and then you go off and you do all these planets to stop the bad guy and then holy crap plot twist you find out that you are the main bad guy and then you have the choice about amazing plot twist what you want to do yeah it was great and in this one I'm like, I remember the beginning because I remember there, I, there was, there's a very distinct intro where you can either do the tutorial 
or you can skip it. Yeah. And the tutorial is a lot of fun because you go around the Ebonhawk as the um, T3M4, that little asteroid droid. Yep. And, you know, you get a buddy to help out and you guys have to, like, fix the ship and stuff. I remember that. I remember when you meet the Jedi Masters and the big twist, quote unquote. And then the one memory that I that I one other memory that I have retained from this game is I had powered up my force lightning so strong there's a, a part in the game where you have to go into a bar and there's a bunch of Gand, which are like the, um, like Zuckus, the bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. They're short little things. They have big, like brown helmets on with big eyes and they've got like a big respirator thing on the front of their face. Yeah. <clears throat> and the reason I remember it is because you go into this bar and there's just guys everywhere and they're all hostile. And I had powered up my force lightning so much. I just remember walking in and doing a force lightning and just wiping the floor with everybody in one shot. Yep. And I was like, that was cool. But again, other than that, I'm like, I don't really like, remember. like I don't have fond memories of the game itself. I have fond memories of moments in the game. Yeah. You know, whereas I have very fond and, memories of the first one. And we've talked about this before in amongst gaming and other platforms movies in particular right like first ones are so memorable because that's your introduction mm. right like everyone who has ever seen jurassic park remembers <laughs> the first time the actors see a dinosaur mm. on the back of the jeep him just reaching up and like just taking off his glasses while his hand is shaking yeah and just just the dumbfounded look on his face right yeah and then bam there's the dinosaur welcome to jurassic park yeah ba -na 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 -na. <laughs> oh god chills <laughs> And then what, you watch the, the second one. And then you watch the second one and you're like, oh, there's nothing. And, and and that's it's like, how do you how do you top that feeling? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, because when you go into a second of something, you already have an expectation based off of the first. Yeah. You're not going into it blind. Right. Like there's already you already know, like, this is how certain things are going to be. So to to trump that initial feeling is really difficult right not impossible because there are plenty of games that do it and plenty of movies that do it but man is it difficult you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i like i think this is a stunning example of that yeah where like there was just so much awesomeness in the first one because before that like yeah we had other star wars games but like you either had the side-scrolling ones that were the original trilogy, mm -hmm. or you had space combat ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, the X-Wing series. So that's a lot of fun for a flight simulator. Yep. Or you had, you're a Jedi. Right off the bat, you're a Jedi, and you're just, you're going through levels, and you're just kind of killing everything. Like, there's no <laughs> real RPG aspect to it. There's no... God, I don't even remember the story to it. I think your master dies in those Jedi Academy movies and whatever, you know, your your temple gets attacked and you're just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You're like the lone survivor and now you're trying to learn the ways of the Force and find other Jedi masters or some bullshit like that. And like, but it, there was nothing unique about them, especially with the type of games that were coming out around those ones, mm -hmm. right? Like, there was a lot of that. This this one, Knights of the Old Republic, 
an RPG style game like this was not very common. Yeah. Um, especially outside of the fantasy genre. So like to get that in the Star Wars genre, Mm -hmm. holy shit, you know? So like, again, going into this second one, we already had this expectation that we didn't have going into the first one. Yeah. We had desire going into the first one. Man, I really hope this game is good. Man, I really hope they do this with this game. Man, I really hope they have this. But we didn't have an expectation of what it was going to be. This one, we had an expectation. This is what you give us with the first one. We expect this one to be just as good, but better. Yeah. Like, really, we want it to be better. And that's a hard thing to hit. It is. It really is. You know, and I mean, I think they did their best, but I think, you know, it's kind of like the M. Night Shyamalan syndrome where you come out with this awesome hit and then you want to keep doing that. The problem is, is that the writing is not. Eventually you get Lady in the Water. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Unpopular opinion. I actually like Lady in the Water. I understand why people don't like it, but I thoroughly enjoy it. I also enjoy the village. And I know that a lot of people don't like that one, but there's so many holes in the village. It, 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 too many holes. It in is. The there is. It's ridiculous. I get it. But everybody's performances in that movie is just so much like they're uh, just, everybody's doing such a great job. It's brilliant. It's, you know, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is doing his thing and he's awesome. Is like this shy, quiet guy. Who's just like real steadfast. Adrian Brody is great as, you know, the challenged. See, um, you guys never expect this. You you come in to listen to a gaming podcast and we tell you about shitty M. Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> all right. Look, listen. All right. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. That man, that, that, man can, that man can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, Even as Rhino the at the end of Amazing oh. Spider-Man 2. It's I, the Rhino. With that stupid Russian accent. I love that man. Except for that was very much Mario what you just did. I can't help it. I, clearly. <laughs> Woohoo. Woo-hoo. I'm, a, I'm a the Rhino. I'm a the Rhino. Um, but yes. Like I said, I I think that they they were just kind of maybe banking on the success of the first one, and they, well, and I think they achieved it. I, I really do, because people bought the game. Well, yeah, but the, well, buying it and enjoying it more than the first one are different things, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people bought Last of Us Two, and a lot of people didn't like it. What do you mean, Chris? <laughs> How could you not like that? It's a very, very, very depressing game. That's a to-be-determined <laughs> release date for us. <laughs> the fiancé keeps telling me that 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 may should... that that one may, may never get released because, like, if It'll... she if she comes in here. Oh god! It'll just be two hours of the three of us fighting, uh, guaranteed. And one <laughs> like, I'm the odd man out. I might have to bring some backup, yeah. and, like be strapped or something, <laughs> like just to defend myself. Like back, back, I say thee. Uh, I don't like the character development. You're poking us with a stick. Oh god! I Star Wars. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Right, right. We're getting sidetracked. Not 
Well, and again, right? I, that, again, that I get what you're saying though, because you're right. Like I loved the last of us one, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the very first one, I know they're re-releasing it as part one, but, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I loved the first one. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was moving. I like there, there is a lot of character development in it that's happening and, and everything. And even just the ending of that game, just like, whoa, mm-hmm. holy shit. Right. So like I walked into the last of us part two with that kind of an expectation, right? Like look at how incredible the story writing was with it. And, and don't get me wrong. Like as far as that end goes, that game delivered in spades. Mm-hmm. The story writing for that game is incredible. Um, it wasn't that the game wasn't good or that the game wasn't better than the first one. I just didn't like certain aspects of the game. Right. That's not what this did. No, like this, this was not a man. This storyline was great. Like I remember every moment of it. I just didn't like this one part. Mm -hmm. This was a, I don't remember hating it, (laughs) but man, I don't feel any kind of joy for it either. Yeah. You know, like I have in the year since intentionally sought out Knights of the Old Republic one. Mm. I have never done that with two. Yeah. Never. I bought the first one when it was on, when it came out on Xbox, the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got it for my phone. Yeah. And the only reason I had the second one is because I was like, oh, look, it's on sale for like five bucks. Yeah. But again, that was like a kind of a collection thing, not a I want to play it again thing. And let me ask, did you seek it out or did you just notice one day? Oh, I just noticed one day. You see? And that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the difference here. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm saying, like, this game, not that it was it was terrible. It just wasn't as memorable. Yeah. Because it was still a good game. Yeah. Like, I remember having fun in it. I remember beating it and just kind of like being like, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't sad to beat it. I wasn't glad to beat it either. It was just, that's, that's, I guess the point that I'm trying to make. It was, it was very much middle of the road. Yeah. All the way around. And that's just, that sucks. Cause the first one was not, not middle of the road. No. The first one was definitely having the high ground. <laughs> All right. Let's get a spoiler <laughs> warning and then we'll kind of dive into the plot a little bit. Shall we? Boop. Jesus. Boop. Boop. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Okay. Boop. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, it starts off with actually, like, it gives you the option where you can play through the prologue, which is just the tutorial, or you can skip it. So if you start with the prologue, you take control of T3. That's the astromech droid from the first one. Yes. And at this point, you are on the Ebon Hawk. It is basically drifting through space. Um, it has been shot up, and you need to go and fix it. Um, so it goes through the rigmarole of teaching you all the commands and, and how to interact with everything, and that's really nice. Yeah. So once you get done with that, then you wake up 
your character wakes up. This does have a character customization thing like the first one. Um, well, it better. <laughs> um, however, you are only known as the exile. And you wake up as you pull into a uh, mining facility. And when you get there, an old woman shows up like she's in she's in the med bay. She's she looks like she's dead. And then once you pull in, she wakes up. Her name is Kriya. And she basically is like, I'm weak. I'm going to stay here. I need you to go out and I need you to go and fix all this stuff. So you go through this mining facility. You realize that the uh, mining droids turned on the people that were there. And they just went ahead and pretty much slaughtered all the humans for the most part. And then you need to try to get away. You end up teaming up with a smuggler by the name of Anton Rand. And you guys eventually escape to the planet uh, Telus. Or, yeah, Telus. Telus 4, technically. Um, so while you're hiding out there, you encounter um, a surviving member of the, the Jedi Council, um, Atris that sentenced you to 10 years uh, or that sent you that sentenced you to exile 10 years ago. Um, Atreus forms an uneasy alliance um, and tells you to seek out the surviving Jedi so you can rally against the Sith. You then travel to um, four worlds again, right? Very reminiscent of the first one. Yeah. No, I remember like the, the so to, Sorry to cut you off. No. That, like even up to this point, mm -hmm. I do remember feeling like I'm just replaying through the first one. It does have like like that like that Anton guy totally feels like Karth mm -hmm. from the first one, right? Well, and the um the Jedi chick, the exiled mm -hmm. chick who's very Sithy. <laughs> um, she she's supposed to be Bastila, mm -hmm. like that's, but she's like the evil Bastila, right? And that was the same feeling that I got. Like, I'm like, it's just like everybody's dark mirror, like everybody's mirror image almost. Mm -hmm. um, so you travel to these four worlds to find um, Jedi masters and either try to ask for their help or kill them for being exiled. And of course, this is all depending on your choice, right? So after you find the masters, um, you travel back to Dantooine and learn that... Um, the countless deaths at Malachor 5 resulted in you unconsciously giving up your connection to the Force, which then became the teachings for new Sith. Um, and at this point, like depending on if you aided the Masters or um, if you killed them, things kind of change. You realize that um, Kriya is the former leader of the Sith, and now you, she ends up like pissing off, and now you got to go track her down. Hell yeah! So you track her to Telios, um, and you end up fighting and defeating cor a corrupted Atris. Um, learning that Kriya plans to strengthen a massive wound in the Force that was made ten years ago when you were exiled, because that wound was created during the Mandalorian Wars by you when. Um, a gravitational super weapon called the mass shadow generator was activated. Um, <clears throat> and the reason they did that was so that way they could end the battle on uh, Malachor five, but it caused a, a mass deaths and destruction. So um, before you end up following Kriya, 
um, you stop at the Sith invasion, or you stop the Sith invasion of Telos, defeating one of this chick Treya's former apprentices, the Sith Lord Darth Nihilus. You get a lot of information from the blind chick. You said her name, and I can't even remember it. Um, uh, Kriya. Kriya. Uh, and, like, that's where things are rough. Because Kriya's angry. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's super angry. Uh, but, yeah. And so, like, you're, as you're traveling, you come upon things, and then you're, like, talking to Kriya, and Kriya's like, or, hey, didn't I tell you? Oh, I'm sorry. I must have forgotten. Well, you survived nonetheless. Let mm-hmm. your anger fuel you. You know, mm-hmm. type deal. It's it's very dark. It was um, a dark and stormy night. <laughs> um, so on Malachor 5, you get separated from your companions and you have to fight through a bunch of monsters on the surface. Um, and the inhabitants of a large Sith Academy. Um, and then on the final floor, you kill the Sith Lord Darth Sion and confront Treya on the, uh, in the planet's core. You end up defeating her, but before she dies, she delivers a prophetic vision pertaining to all the companions and the worlds that were visited over the course of the journey. Depending on your alignment, they either order the destruction of Malachor V, escaping before it's destroyed, and travel into the unknown regions in search of Revan, or remain on Malachor V as the new Dark Lord of the Sith. And I think that's probably why this one didn't stick. So... I'm, I, I, as my fiance likes to call me, I'm a sweet baby angel. I try to be nice and courteous and polite and empathetic towards everybody. I have a really hard time playing bad guys. He's a devil in disguise. <laughs> right. And the fact that this game is so centered around bad guys, being bad and bad guys and doing all this bad stuff. I think that's partly why it doesn't resonate with me so much. I mean, you see, and I don't remember getting that feeling from it at all. Like I, I do know like, yeah, a lot more of the guys that you meet and you team up with start off more on the negative side of things. Yeah. Where a lot more of the guys that you do in the first one, are on the pod. There's only like two. There's like that assassin robot that you pick up. <laughs> HK, and, yeah. Yeah, HK. HK is fucked up. He's hysterical. Makes a cameo back in this one. Or not a cameo, but he's back in this one. Yeah. HK is fucked up. Yeah. Um, the Mandalorian guy, mm-hmm. he's like, and he's not necessarily bad. He's just more like, he, he's more about I want to fight stuff. Well, and like, money. He wants money. Yeah. And then there's that cat chick in the first one. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of bad per se but everybody else is good Mm -hmm. and this it's kind of it's like you said it's their alter ego yeah most of your companions that you get are bad but they i do remember in this one they heavily played up the alignment system Mm -hmm. right like it was easier to get and lose good points and get and lose bad points. Yeah. Right. And you could sway the entire party. So like, uh, oh God, you said her name and I said it twice and I can't even fucking blind Jedi chick. Kriya. Kriya. God. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. 
I don't know, but man, I can't even remember it. So <laughs> you're doing better than me. I even remember she was old and she was blind. Yeah. And she was bad. When you get her, she is like halfway into the Sith. And you can get her all the way to good. You can get every single one of the characters to be 100% light side. Or 100% dark mm-hmm. side. So, like, you have a lot of room to swing the entire party. Not just a couple of characters, mm-hmm. right? Depending on how you play your game. Yeah. Because I do remember, like, this is where you also get into... You would make a decision... And instead of like in the first one where the player, the character would be like, well, I don't agree with that. And it would be like, you lost, you know, whatever with this player or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You would then have a discussion with that character and you could sway that character to your viewpoint. Yeah. And you would gain a lot of, so you might initially lose some shit, but you could gain a lot more on the back end. Yeah. I do remember that. And so, like, yeah, I, 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 like, I felt like they were basically making you the next Revan. Mm-hmm. And making you live through, like, Revan's storyline. But if you played it all good and you made the tough choices, so yeah, I guess right. Like the good choices were harder to come by and harder to decipher that like this is the good choice. You know, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of choices that I think I made during the original playthrough where I was like, that's evil. What the fuck? Yeah. I told him to go fuck himself. (laughs) Like, I don't know how that's necessarily evil and more of just me being like, dude, I don't want to play Sabacc with you. Right. Like... (laughs) Just go away. <laughs> so, like, there was... I remember a lot of that. And maybe that is it. Like, I... But I just don't... I remember feeling like I'm just replaying through the first one. Mm. I just... This is the first one. Do this, then go here, then split off and go to these four planets, then come back to this planet, then do this, then do that. Oh, well, I've got to backtrack to this planet, then come back to this planet, and that's the end. I... I to me, it comes off as, like... They, they were like, we already have this structure built because it, it's literally just pulled from the first one. Yep. And they were like, let's just tweak some things and just re-release it. And that's kind of why I feel like it's not nearly as memorable because... It's you, not? Well, yeah, you would think that if they were just like, well, let's just kind of pull all the assets that we have, but we'll focus more on story and make a more interesting story. But it feels like that they didn't. Because, I don't know, like I said, in my opinion, the story is not as good or as captivating as in the first one. It's not. The twist isn't as good as in the first one. Yeah. You know? I mean, it looks a little bit nicer, but not by much. No, not in the two years. It's not like leaps and bounds. Yeah. It's not like we're talking fucking uh, The Witcher 3 to, to, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. Which... But for the time, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I like, remember, I'm, Jesus. I mean, God, I mean, it looks better than anything in that, like, Dark Forces first person shooter game. <laughs> Ooh, that was rough. Yeah. That was basically Star Wars being like, hey, let's do Doom, but in Star Wars. Yay. No. <laughs> Bad. Bad you. <laughs> Just terrible. So, yeah, it. it 
I don't know. It, if you want the full storyline, you don't even need to play this game because it doesn't add anything to the first one. It's a standalone storyline. I know they call it a two, but it's it's not. It's yeah. You don't really need to really know anything about the first one Mm-mm. to get into the second one. You know, you don't get anything out of the second one that helps with the first one. Mm. Like, but if you like being in that world and you like playing these kind of games, that's it is enjoyable in that sense. It's just not memorable. Yeah, it's not. Don't expect it to take your breath away. Uh, at this day and age, don't expect the first one to take your breath away either. But man, <laughs> at the time, I couldn't. I couldn't breathe for days. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth, man. Like that first one, oof, right? I loved it, which is why I was so excited for the online. Which here you go, happy little bonus episode for you. They did an online version that was just called, uh. Knights of the Old Republic. The Old Republic. The Old Republic. There the, was no knights. The Star Wars MMO. Yeah. Yeah. The good one. Yeah. Yeah. The Old Republic. It's the great. The Old Republic. And it did really, really well. And then they decided to go to free to play. Mm-hmm. And then it got really, really bad. I don't remember it being bad. I just remember I stopped. Like MMOs are a large commitment, in my opinion. They are. And it's not bad. It's not, it, it just, it's not as great as these games. Well, no, I mean, you know, cause I mean, that's basically just world of Warcraft with a star Wars skin Yeah. and it, it follows a lot. Of, I mean, it just follows a lot of the same formulas about, you know, planets at level for difficulty. They have a lot events. more raids and yeah. they're kind of like force raids. So like you're you're traveling from one planet to the next and your ship gets attacked and oh yeah i like stuff like that i liked all those little yeah. instances and stuff no that, it was cool it and was you, cool but and you know the other it, thing it didn't add anything to either of the storylines either no um but the thing i liked about it was actually like the community was mm-hmm. really nice a lot of yeah. mmos there's like a and i mean very I, toxic community yeah you know a lot of gatekeeping uh did you did you ever see that stuff on uh, it was um, when all the stuff with Blizzard came out mm. and people were like, fuck this, I'm out. And they like dropped their wow memberships and stuff like that. You know, and these are like some, some of these people were like hardcore players mm-hmm. for, you know, 20 years or whatever of the wow community and everything. And so they started playing these other MMOs and they're like jumping into Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. And people are like, what do you mean you're going to help me? Can you like, is this a PVP server? Are you able to kill me? No. Wait. Then why, what do you mean you're going to help me? Yeah. You know, because like the wow community and I haven't played wow in years. So this is literally just based off of what I was reading. Got like super toxic Mm. and just super negative. And so, like, here are these players that are jumping into these other communities in these other MMOs that are, like, polar opposites Mm -hmm. from this one. And they're, like, in shell shock. And it kind of made me crack up because I'm just like, you know, there are nice people out there who do loads of things. Like, I loved Final Fantasy XIV for that reason. Because if I needed help, I could literally just 
shout out to the world like hey help me and somebody came wandering by going hey so you are you the one who uh mm. yelled for help yep <laughs> what do you need well I'm, I'm trying to kill these things but like as i as i fight one i get like two more add-ons and i i can't take them all on at once but they're like giving me really good xp and so like he basically just stood there for four hours as I took these things on one-on-one and on the rare occasion, like one respawned Mm -hmm. and it came to attack me, he'd basically, you know, aggro it and then kite it away from me and kill it and then come run back to my side and just stand there. That's cool. And I'm like, dude, you're awesome. And like, I tried to pay him and he was like, no man, we all been there. And no. he ran away. Oh yeah, I I I vividly remember. So I was I was playing a trooper character, mm-hmm. but I had specced for DPS, not for healing. But the trooper gets like some minor heals just going through their tree, at yeah. least at the time when I was playing. Um, and I was just doing a, I was doing a quick little instance with a random group, and that is rare for me. But that's how good this community was that yeah. I, I felt comfortable playing with randoms because I knew that everybody was going to be cool about it. And our healer was new, like literally was like first time I'm playing first character. And for those who have not played an MMO healers have a very important job. Like they have to pay so much attention. It's not like, in my opinion, healing is probably the the hardest. Oh, I love healing. And it's good when, 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 if you like healing, that's great. Every party needs a healer, but it can be very difficult, especially for somebody who's new. It can also be the most hated class. It, yes. And so we're doing this thing and the healer got overwhelmed and we wiped and he was like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, you guys. It's my bad. I'll leave. I understand if you want to kick me. And the other three of us, we were like, it happens, man. It's fine. We're all laughing. It just, it's no big deal. We'll just start again. No harm, no foul, man. Keep it up. You're doing great. And I even said, I was like, I'll help you. I've got a few little heals myself. If you're getting overwhelmed, I'll jump in and I can throw out a couple heals real quick. And everybody was like, yeah, we got this. And sure enough, we jumped back into it and we knocked it out. Yeah. You know? And like, that's, that's the nice thing about. But I can tell you that guy, the healer, Uh he came from that community of like, yeah, you're fucking garbage. Get out of here, man. We're going to get a healer who can actually do this. Yeah. He knows what they're doing. And it's like, dude, that's, I hate those communities. Yeah. And and I will say that the old Republic, that, that was the community. The community was so very welcoming and understanding and like, ah, it's just a game. And like, and that was the thing as a lot of these things, and I, and I will say it, it makes it easier when the developers build them right mm-hmm. too. Like there's some of those, like it makes it harder when it's we're three hours into a raid, right? Yeah. And we party wipe. Yeah. And now we have to start at the beginning of the raid again to do it. We're in like Final Fantasy 14. If you get to the final boss and you wipe, you respawn right outside the final boss. Nice. So you only have to try and do the final boss fight again. Hmm. Now, Final Fantasy is renowned for the difficulty of their boss fights. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a pattern to it. And I remember I was fighting um, Sylph, and I kept standing in the wrong spot. And instead of the group getting, like, mad at me about it, they were like, dude, when you see this feather, get the fuck away from mm-hmm. it. And I was like, 
Oh, and they're like, yeah, it explodes. That's why you're like, you're doing really good, really good, really good. Then you're at like a third hell. Right. It's like, oh shit. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and the Star Wars, like Star Wars, uh, the old Republic does the same thing. Like if I'm, if we're going through and we're clearing out one of these raid instances, right. And I die and I got to respawn. I may respawn away from you. But I can run through that entire dungeon and there are no respawns. Mm. I'm not having to worry about fighting my way back through. It's just give me a couple of minutes. I'm on my way back to yeah. you guys. And, and like that's how it used to be. I don't know if that's how it still is. Because again, it, it's been a long time since I played that one. Yeah, I know. But talking about it, I might go home and play right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like that is. Yeah. Like the community is, is great. The game wasn't bad either. I like, um, I like that every class got their own kind of ship and you yeah. could walk around and do stuff and you know, your companions would be on the ship. Cause that's the other thing you get companions. So it's easy to play by yourself. That's one of the things I didn't like about world of Warcraft was that it was hard to play solo. And yeah. I played a hunter in world of Warcraft and hunters get pets like sorcerers. Warlocks. That's what I meant. Thank you. Um, I only know that because I played, yeah, <laughs> I had a warlock too. Yeah. I had a mage. A little, a little. I had a priest. I had a little gnome warlock. I did play a priest once. I didn't care for the fighter class. No, I, I that was my first uh, thing. I was an undead fighter when I first played World of Warcraft, yeah. and I was, I was like, alliance buddy. Oh no, I was. Yeah, I was horde. Horde all the way. Are you, you were you kidding me? When blood elves came out, I was like, that's all I'm doing from now on. Yeah, blood elves were pretty cool. I did play a couple of blood elves. Yeah, just sexy elves. Sexy elves. Sexy elves. You didn't care for the blue look? Because all blood elves were were like white elves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, normal. Um the the night elves. Eh, yeah. It was alright, but you know. Torin are cool. I like big minotaurs. Yeah. They're pretty minotaurs. fun. But they digress. Like Yeah. It's a cool little game. It was. But so, I've got nothing more. Well, for, we'll go talk about reception. So game rankings had it uh, at 86%. Mm-hmm. Metacritic, 86 out of 100. <clears throat> okay. One up gave it a B. Ooh. Um, Eurogamer, 8 out of 10. GamePro, 4.5 out of 5. GameSpot, 8.5 out of 10. IGN, 9.3 out of 10. I think those are a little... I'm probably maybe around like the 7.58 out of 10. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like you said, it was, it was nice. I remember enjoying playing it, but it it left very quickly. You know, there are other games, there are other games that are like that. Um, Spirit Fairer is a really fun little indie game that I played, gosh, ages ago. And I loved playing it. I couldn't wait to get home to play it. And now all I'm like, when I look back on it, I'm like, I had a boat and I had weird like animal companions. Yeah. But like, I remember the story was kind of sad, but it was pretty fun. You could, you could pet your cat. Ooh. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty cute little game. I enjoyed it. Um, but again, same kind of thing. Like, it, like it doesn't like nothing really resonates, you know? So, well, final thoughts. Meh. If, you, if you have not played it in the last 18 years, play the first one, get that one in your system and then go play the second one. Yeah. You'll, you'll basically. get what we're, we'll, you'll get what we're saying. You'll, so. you'll pick it up. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, I guess that's if that's it. Thank you all so much for listening. Appreciate you tuning in. It's a little bit shorter this week, but that's okay. Um, don't forget, go to our Facebook page. Let us know what you thought of this game. You can also leave us a comment on Podbean, and you can send us an email with your comments, questions, and concerns at notokensrequired at hotmail.com. <laughs> And then, of course, there's always the Patreon that we have active. We appreciate any donations. just helps us keep the lights on. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for you to use No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required. <laughs>